0: All the while, Chesterfield. Put a smile in your smoking and you give them a try. Light up a Chesterfield, they satisfy.
1: Chesterfield, voted number one, finest tobacco. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramchuran, reporting live for duty on this magnificent March 29th in the year of our Lord, 20. 19. Welcome to Jonathan Ramcharan the podcast.
0: Put a smile in your smoking, and then you give them a try. Light up a Chesterfield. Chesterfield, they satisfy.
1: Chesterfield. Voted number one, finest in tobacco. <laughs> I'm a mental case. Um, I listen to a lot of old-time radio. I dig that shit. 1950s. Uh, Gumshoe, Downhill, Private Eye, uh, Mysteries, Radio Dramas, Horror, The Horror, uh, Programs, Thrillers, Screamers, um, Cop Dramas from the 1950s, man, they were dope. But they lied to us back then, I mean, they lie to us now, come on. You know what I mean? Every time you see a McDonald's commercial, it's a fucking lie to you. Yeah, it's good for you. Try the new Angus whatever. How many of these fucking burgers are they going to make before they understand that it gives you cancer? I mean, I assume. <laughs> but, um... No, like, uh, they just flat out lied to us back in the day with these, with these uh, cigarette commercials on these 1950s uh, radio programs, right? Chesterfield. That was one of these uh, cigarette companies that was a sponsor, uh, sponsoring some of these radio shows back then. Chesterfield voted voted number one, finest tobacco. In a recent survey, they studied 20 Chesterfield smokers over the period of one year and found no adverse effects to the nose, throat, and uh, penile region of Chesterfield Smokers. photos number one, finest in tobacco. Lying motherfuckers, man. Check it out. I'm going to play a commercial for you here. Uh, Chesterfield uh, commercials from the 1950s. Hold on, check this. These lying motherfuckers. Fucking uh, snake oil salesmen. Hold on, check it. Check it. Stop! Start smoking with a
0: smile. With Chesterfield, smiling all the while. With Chesterfield, put a smile in your smoking, just give them a try. Light up at Chesterfield, they satisfy.
1: Instantly, you will smile your approval of Chesterfield's smoothness. So smooth, so satisfying. You want them mild. We make them mild and mellow with the smooth, refreshing taste of the world's best
0: tobaccos. Put a smile in your smoking. Next time, stop. Remember, in the whole wide world, no cigarette
1: satisfies like Chesterfield. (laughs) And there you have it.
0: Put a smile in your smoke and then you give them a try. Light up a Chesterfield. They satisfy.
1: Chesterfield, voted number one finest in tobacco. Line, motherfuckers. Anyway, if you're new to Jonathan Rhyme Turan, the podcast, I am an actor extraordinaire. 18 years in the game. 18 years of service. Ups and downs, smiles and frowns. I got a diploma in theater arts. Um, one time, when I was a fine, young, strapping, struggling actor, one of my first gigs, I was doing this play uh, in Calgary, Alberta. Yeah, and it was like, I don't know, maybe a 10-show run. So I'm on stage one night doing the show, and uh, it was a two-person scene, right? Me and the other actor, he was, in, he was a he, uh, an older gentleman to me at that time. He was like, I don't know, mid-50s. We're on stage, and we're doing our little bit, and we're acting. <laughs> and that's another thing in acting. You shouldn't be acting. You should be in the moment, right? As an actor, as a thespian, as one who trods the boards in the stage, you're never acting, you're living you're breathing the life, you're breathing life into the character, you're bringing your all to it, you feel it in your gut, you feel it in your soul, the actor, you carry it with you, the badge of honor. Anyways, I, don't know. I was on stage, quote unquote, acting, and um, all of a sudden I noticed something out of the corner of my eye, right? I'm like, what the hell is that? It was like a little bit of movement. Little bit of movement and rustling around and like,
0: <laughs>
1: like in, in the audience, right? I'm like, hmm, okay, whatever. So I just kind of like ignored it and uh, you know, kept acting. Then like all of a sudden it just got a little bit louder, right?
0: I'm like,
1: what the hell's that, right? All of a sudden, we hear,
0: he's having a heart
1: attack. Like, what the fuck? This audience member was, like, having a heart attack or a stroke or something. Turns out it was a stroke. Something like, uh, or like a seizure, rather. Apparently, the guy has them all the time, right? So, like, <laughs> one of the stage props was a wheelchair, right? <laughs> so, we're like, uh. we grabbed the stage prop, and we, we put this fucking seizure addled man in in the wheelchair and then we like his his family like wheel him out of the out of the theater they just wheel him out right we're like oh we're standing there like well what do we do okay well um okay just continue right so we finish our scene and then the very next bit (laughs) the actor uh that i was my scene partner he has to he has to act out a heart attack His character in the play literally has a heart attack right after one of the fucking audience members gets rushed to the emergency room with a heart attack. The actor acts out a heart attack right, He's like, <laughs> 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 grabbing his heart right, and drops to his knees. And the lights fade to red right, like a like a red uh, a red uh, special on the lights right, and uh, <laughs> he drops to his knees. <laughs> Having a heart attack, but then we need the wheelchair, right? <laughs> the wheelchair that we wheeled the fucking, uh, <laughs> the fucking uh, patient, the patient in the audience that we wheeled out. We need the wheelchair, so we go back to the fucking family. Like, yo, is he dead or like what? Can we have the wheelchair back? <laughs> ah, the good old days. They had like a. Also, to my character in the play, he smoked cigarettes, right? Like these uh, clove cigarettes. But I was a broke actor. You know how it is, right? Struggling artist. I was like 19, living off the skin of my teeth, right? Living out of the back of a fucking somebody else's house. I was like staying at one of the fucking um, actors' houses. Uh, I wasn't staying there, staying there. Like I had my own place uh, in Edmonton. But the play was in Calgary, right? So I had my own place in Edmonton. But uh, I was just bunking at this other dude's house. Living at, on the skin of my teeth. No money. Broke ass. Just out of college. Doing this fucking play. And um, I didn't have any money for cigarettes, right? So, like, I kept smoking the stage cigarettes, right? <laughs> so I'd be, like, I'd be backstage just smoking a cigarette or out in the back smoking a cigarette, right? The, the stage props, right? So then the stage manager, every show, she'd be like...
0: What happened to the stage cigarettes? Where's the stage cigarettes? I'm I'm doing the inventory of the stage cigarettes. Somebody's been smoking the stage cigarettes. I'm
1: like, I don't know. I don't Fuck, I don't know. I'm out there. (laughs) Tough break, kid. (laughs) Nice work if you can get it.
0: You can get it if you try.
1: Acting, baby. Acting. I am a alcoholic. (gasps) Two years, coming up five months of sobriety. Two years and five months of sobriety. I shouldn't even say that. Two years and four months of sobriety. Shouldn't get ahead of myself, right? So i got two years and four months of sobriety, basically. And all i got to say is, if you need recovery in your life, go out there and get it. It can change your life. It can make you a, a fuller, realized version of yourself. You can be a virgin again. You can be a fully realized version of yourself. Give yourself the chance. If you should need so, need to, a boo-boo. So yeah, I am a janitor. Eh, so what, I'm a fucking janitor. So what, I mop up floors, huh? Picking up garbage, dog
0: shit, huh? Buffing hallways, scrubbing toilets, cleaning urinals, changing paper towels. So what, I'm a janitor, huh? What, you don't love me anymore, huh? Wasn't good enough for you, huh? Just like your mother said, huh? Never good enough for you, was I? Was I? No, Jonathan, no, I love you. You're the man of my my dreams. I love you, Jonathan. No, why are you being like this? It's not because you're a janitor. No, it's because I'm a fucking filthy fucking janitor, huh? Huh?
1: Janitor. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a janitor. I'm a janitor, baby, so why don't you kill me? I'm a janitor, honey. You know, there's the fucking door, all right? You gotta know one and two things about me, and there's a couple things in there that you're not gonna like. But let's go with the fucking dirtiest of the dirt, dirt McGirt, and God made dirt, and dirt don't hurt. I'm a fucking janitor. <coughs> God made dirt, and dirt bust your ass, and um, yeah, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I'm off my, I'm on my way to work this morning too. I'm up at the crack of dawn. 4.49 in the a.m. Eastern Standard Time, up at the crack of dawn, like a fucking uh, artist, like a fucking janitor, like a fucking full-time working man. And I'm thankful. It facilitates all the shit I'm talking about. My acting, my recovery, that's what pays them all the motherfucking thing at the moment. So hallelujah. Water off a duck's ass. Quack. Don't give a blood clot. Boom, clut. Fuck. And last, why do I say it like that, as if it's like you know, boom, boom, boom. Last, I am a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Ten years of experience. Hallelujah. Working on my new hour. Trying to. It's hard to get stage time. Producing my own shows. X, Y, and Z. Ups and downs. Smiles and frowns. I remember one time I got a hand job from a chubby chick in a parking lot oh yeah why because I wasn't funny or was, or was it because I was fucking hilarious you answered me that question who jerks a man off in a parking lot if he wasn't funny And I'm talking in a parking lot I don't have a car literally in the parking lot like I was sitting like you know those little fucking um, headstones or those like um, what do they call them like those cement medians those cement blocks that they use to like um, head up a parking stall We were nestled on a fucking concrete block in the middle of a parking lot. You know, I don't even have a car. She's (laughs) jerking me off in the parking lot.
0: Because I was fucking hilarious that night.
1: (gasps) I go back into the bar. (laughs) And the boys are like, holy shit, John, that chick was jerking you
0: off in the parking lot. I'm like, yeah, baby, that's what happens when you're fucking funny.
1: (laughs) Or just a degenerate fuck, drunk and high all the time. But, you know, hey, you know. Different strokes for different folks, you know? If you like doing whatever the hell it is you do, I don't know, accounting, whatever the fuck boring-ass job you have, congratulations, but I'm a comedian. So there you have it. Actor extraordinaire. Alcoholic extraordinaire. Janitor extraordinaire. Comedian extraordinaire. So welcome, welcome to Jonathan Ramtra and the podcast. What up? Yeah, like I said, it's early in the morning. Getting up, getting the gears going. Uh, Yeah, I'm looking over at the fucking... uh, I still got my workout uh, routine going strong, which is good. I work out, uh, you know, I try to work out like three, four times a week. I do a lot of like uh, floor exercises, like um, push-ups, sit-ups... Uh, I got dumbbells, and right now I'm just looking over at my little workout station in my apartment. I got the floor mat, a couple dumbbells. I just left them out. I worked out last night, took a shower, listened to some old-time radio, and then just passed out. I live a blessed life, man, 32 years old, (laughs) you know, and just working out, listening to radio programs, eating Maltesers. I went fucking ape tits on a fucking bag of Maltesers last night. I was teasing myself. You ever tease yourself with a bag of maltesers? <laughs> Those things are fucking disgusting. But for some fucking reason, I got it in my head. Like, I don't know, I was at work. And um, I was thinking, maltesers, Hmm, just It just popped into my head. Like, do you ever have a word just pop into your head? I was like, maltesers, And I'm just like, hmm, Maltethers. And then, like, as I was, like, uh sweeping, you know, dusting the floor and shit. I look over and something was said on the television, right? There was like a television, a news channel, CP24. There was like a news channel. It said something like Maltese something, right? I'm like, oh, it's an omen. I must eat a bag of Maltesers today. So, so I went to the dollar store and bought like a bag of Maltesers. Didn't plan to eat the whole fucking bag, like 100 grams of Maltesers. Oh, I'm teasing myself here, just talking about it. But, um, yeah, fuck, I came home, and I was like, you know, I ate dinner, and then I was, like, chilling, and I'm like, yo, let's have some Maltesers, so then I, like, started, started chewing a couple Maltesers, next thing you know, I'm through a whole fucking bag, bag of Maltesers, I ain't teasing you, I ate a bag of Maltesers, yeah, and, um, but, fuck, man, it gives you good energy for working out, because then I started skipping rope, and, uh, doing arm curls and shit, and I was just like, <laughs> I, was, I was like a ravenous dog, right, chomping at the bit, and uh, I don't know, but um now I got to do some intermittent fasting, I don't plan on eating today, till who fucking knows when, but those fucking Maltesers, whew, not good for the midsection, you know what I mean, I still got a bit of a belly gut, or what do they call that, a beer gut? got this little baby beer gut. It's a little, little baby beer gut. It just kind of flops. Like You know, it's just it's just there. You know what I mean? Like it's, maybe it's just in my own head. But like every time I look at it, it's like a little reminder of the good old days. <laughs> but it's a little, little baby beer gut. I don't know. It doesn't want to go away. It's not like, it's not that pronounced. I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm in really good shape for my, like I feel like I'm in good shape for me. You know what I mean? Like I literally feel like in the best shape of my life. Not to brag. That's another thing. You can't say anything good about yourself around negative people. You ever notice that? Whenever you say something good about yourself around negative people, it's like, oh, they're braggadocious. Oh, they're bragging. It's like, sorry my life doesn't suck, but, you know, these are just things that I want to talk about. You know what I mean? I hate that shit when you got to watch, like, the... Because, like, you know, sometimes I run up against those people, like, at work... So that's why I never talk about anything good at work. (laughs) You know, as a janitor, you know, your co-janitors, that's the last thing they want to hear. What, you have dreams aside from mopping a floor? Uh, Yeah, buddy. Uh, Take the fucking, what is it, uh, red pill? (laughs) I don't know. Red pill, blue pill? I took all sorts of pills. But anyways, yeah, I took pills too when I lived in a men's shelter. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Some guy's like, hey, do you like ecstasy? I was like, yeah. And he gave me like a handful of pills. Down fucking uh, Two uh, ecstasy pills You will be high on fucking ecstasy In a men's shelter <clears throat> Anyways uh, Yeah this is like uh, Just being happy around people That are like depressed and shit You just can't do it It's not a good look For them you know They're like oh my god He's happy I must destroy it So they get all fucking negative and shit But fuck them niggas I ain't, I ain't trying to talk about that shit what am I trying to talk about? Let me look at my notes. I got notes, all right, ladies and gentlemen? I'm a fucking professional. You think I just stroll into this willy-nilly, unprepared, nothing to say? Hmm? Like you do every day when you open your fucking mouth for no damn reason? Bore the shit out of your coworkers, harass them with your fucking whining? No, I actually put thought into the things I say, all right, so hold on. Well, yeah, I could talk about this. Um, As I mentioned, yeah, like at work, when um, this is an extension of that, because yeah, you can't sometimes, I don't know, what I've learned in my time of working, you just got to fucking shut up and do the job, right? If you want to be happy, sometimes you got to realize these people aren't necessarily your friends. They're your coworkers. Shut up. Do your job. You want to keep your boss happy? Do what your boss says. Don't back talk. Don't chime in with your fucking opinion. Because guess what? They're your boss. And what makes the boss happy? Knowing that the boss, oh boss, the boss is happy. Morning boss, sure hope you're happy today boss. That was some good suggestion you gave me the other day boss about mopping that there floor boss. Okay, boss, go go do
0: what you said right now, boss. Bye, boss. Love you, boss.
1: (laughs) Boss, just do whatever the fuck the boss says and the boss is happy. Don't contest your boss and fight them and play devil's advocate every fucking step of the way. That's how you keep the boss happy. And um, these are little things you start to learn after fucking years of working. I've worked in so many different jobs. Like I told you, as a performer, you know, Sometimes you get in there and, you know, you're butting heads with the director. You know, you're talking shit over with your 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 um, your uh, co-stars, right? Like, the people. Like, nobody gives a fuck about your opinion. Just shut up. Focus on your own lane. You know what I mean? You know, how do you dust this ceiling? I don't know. How do you sweep this floor? Blah, blah, blah. Just shut up and do it. Right? But um, more importantly... Um, not more importantly, but yes, uh, that's one way to stay happy in the workplace, but sometimes it's unavoidable, you know, try as you might, try as you might to avoid the negative people, try as you might to, um, appease your boss, right? There's some things that are just unavoidable. Some things that are nonsensical, like bullying. Bullying bullying in the workforce it's kind of funny because we're in this era right now where it's like um you know anti-bullying teach your children not to bully bullying is the wrong thing zero bullying tolerance toleration in the fucking schools it's like i remember i got into an argument once well granted i was drunk but i got into an argument once with like a telemarketer right i was fucking hammered right and then my phone rings right i was like Hello. Good morning, sir. Would you be interested in a quick survey or a quick donation to help bullying in the school place? I was like, what? Yes, an anti-bullying campaign. Would you be interested in donating to our cause? I was like, what's the fucking point, yo? Like, your kid's just gonna grow up to get bullied. That's the fucking point. F- oh, well, you're a poo-poo head. You're a stupid head. Who gives a fuck about getting bullied in school, you know? Oh, you're a stupid head. I got an answer for that to my child, if my child ever had that. Like, yo, just tell them straight. No, you're a fucking stupid head. Who are you calling a fucking stupid head? Your mama gives stupid good head. All right? You're a fucking stupid head. Dumb shit, dipshit. Fuck off. That's how you handle a bully in fucking grade two. I'm a stupid head? No, you're a fucking stupid head. Fuck off. That's how you handle a bully. <laughs> right? And if they want to fight you, fight them. Then they'll think twice again before bullying you. But anyway, um... <laughs> you want to donate to her a little bully cause? Oh my god, no. Because the problem is you grow up to get bullied. That's the fucking problem. I don't give a shit about a kid getting bullied, okay? What about all those poor bastards every day fucking slugging it out at their fucking miserable job every fucking 40 hours of their fucking life every fucking week under some miserable regime, miserable co-workers, miserable boss, miserable organization? That's the pain. I want to fund bullying in the fucking workplace, man. I was getting a tinge of the bullies, you know, as a janitor. Hey, eh, so what? I mop up floors, so what? I was getting bullied a little bit as of late. Um, and, uh, you know, what I've learned over my time in work is that it's best to just hold your fucking tongue and go through the proper channels. Because here's the problem with an unreasonable person. They're unreasonable. You know, if you're you're dealing with an unreasonable person, they're not reasonable. So whatever you say to them, it's like beating a dead horse. How come the horse isn't neighing? Oh, because it's dead. Like, when you beat a dead horse to death, it's dead. So you can't reason with an unreasonable person. They're just not fucking listening. So you got to go through the proper channels, right? And, yeah, I was getting bullied kind of recently, actually. Uh, The security guard... Morning, sir. Yo, yo, morning, sir. Did you did, did you put the, Yo, man. Did you? He's like this dude from uh, Guyana, Guyanese brother, right? And I'm fucking part Guyanese, half Guyanese. This motherfucker fucking up with his own kind, right? Brother, 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 man. Did you did
0: you did you do this? Did you do that? And no, did you sign in the key? Did you sign in the key? And this and that. And blah, blue, 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 blue.
1: Fucking on my chops every fucking step of the way.
0: Yo, man, did you, did you, the kitchen lady's looking for you, man. Where are you, man? And we need your phone number. You need your phone number.
1: He's like, no, you don't need my phone number, bro. It's not a part of the protocol. Well, man, where's your dish there? Where's the cleaning man? The cleaning man, blah, blah, blah. He's like, on my fucking chops, right? This is like at a different building, right? Like uh, the company that I work for, they have several buildings, so I'm over. I'm over. All of a sudden, at this new building, and this guy, do? Stupid security guard, right? I told him several times. I'm like, yo, like, um, basically, you're talking for no reason. You're not my boss. You're not my coworker, and you've taken it upon yourself to interfere with my daily work. So please stop. But no, man, the king is like the, the, the
0: kitchen lady's looking for you, man, and this person's looking for you over here, man.
1: No, you cannot do this. It's none of your business what I'm doing. You're bullying me, basically. You're taking an officious stand, poking your fucking nose, nostril hairs into my fucking business.
0: No, man, the king...
1: Okay, he's unreasonable. So then I just went above his head, called my boss up, told him the deal, They sent uh, his boss down to talk to him. Water off a duck's ass. Quack! That's how you deal with people like that. You can't reason with an unreasonable person. And in this day and age of bureaucracy, you just got to play the bureaucracy right back at them. You want to be a bureaucratic fuck? Well, guess what? I'm a bureaucratic fuck too, fuckface. Fuck off. You play it back right at them. But then sometimes there's fun bullying. Check this. Um... (laughs) So, the other day, I'm washing some windows, right? Washing windows. Tss, tss, tss. So, I'm like, you know, I'm spraying the window. Tss, tss, tss. Squeegee. Just a lowly janitor, right? And like I said, I work out a little bit, fresh and, freshly shaved, right? Is it really that far-fetched that a woman could be attracted to a janitor? I don't think so. So, there I am. Tss, tss. You know, I'm just doing my little janitor routine. And these two ladies are standing by the door and they're talking, right? And I'm telling you, they 7.5 to 8. I'm going to give them on the fucking attractive on the on the attractivity scale. I know albeit or um you know, as a janitor, maybe I don't really have the right to judge <laughs> a woman's attractiveness when I'm standing there in a fucking uh, janitor outfit, but um you know, you know, 7.5 to 8, right? And I'm I'm, I'm looking over at them, right? Just trying to play it coy, like looking over at them in the corner of my eye while I'm squeegeeing. <coughs> tsk, tsk. <coughs> These bitches are kind of hot, right? Uh-huh. <coughs> I'm working away. And then all of a sudden I hear them talking, right? Because they're standing by the door. Oh my God, it's freezing out this morning. Oh, my nipples are rock hard. <laughs> <Tsk. coughs> Look over, right? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my little squeegee and pretend like I didn't hear nothing. But wow, like one thing about women is like I don't always know what the fuck they're talking about. But one thing I do know is when they want to let you know something, they let you know. And I was like, hmm. Like I'm I'm in within a fucking stone's throw of this woman, right? I'm like, hmm. You know, are you teasing a janitor? Are you malt teasing a janitor? I'm gonna put some malt in my mouth and get whipped by this woman, right? I'm like, hey. You know, I'm looking over at her, right? And I'm, this bitch is playing possum or something, right? Or, like, I don't know what. I'm like, this, you, you're trying to tempt a janitor, aren't you? You're trying to tempt a, lo- a lowly janitor, huh? And I'm thinking to myself, is this the next phase of, like, feminism? Like, sexually objectifying men? Oh, God, I've been waiting for this. You know? And I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, wow. Because it's like, you know, you're talking about your rock hard nipples? Oh, fuck off. I can see you. I can hear you. You're standing literally right next to me. And I'm like, huh? Rock hard nipples. You know, but you know, it's like, that's a little bit much in the workplace. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Cause it's like, it's this weird wave of like, I guess the next phase of the feminist movement is just, I don't know, they, not the next phase or the, a phase that they're in or whatever, a part of the game is, I don't know. They just, to embrace their body that way, to talk however they want, talk like a, I guess a man would. You know, oh, my balls are freezing this morning. Oh, or whatever the fuck. I don't know. But, like, yo, like, I was like, I was thinking two things. Like, you know, number one, that's, like, totally inappropriate shit to be saying. You know what I mean? Like, any man saying that shit, you know, talking about his balls or whatever, you know, handcuffed, dragged out of the building, lawsuit, right? But, like, this woman, you know, talking about her nipples and shit, you know, I guess it's okay. But then again, I'm also thinking, like... Yo, like, is this... Is she trying to tempt a janitor? Hmm. You never know, man. I'm telling you. I look good in that fucking uh, janitor get-up that I wear every fucking morning. Anyway. <clears throat> but yeah, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's something to be thought about. Bullying in the workplace. Bullying in life in general, man. Because uh, a lot of it's just plain nonsense too, right? Like, that's what I've been learning lately is like... How to tune it out. I mean, you never want to tune out a woman talking about her nipples. Don't tune that out. Never. <laughs> the day you tune that out, you might as well be dead. But um, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, tuning out the nonsense. Like that stupid security guard.
0: Well, yeah, boy. If things like that, man. You know, janitor, man. Over here, man.
1: Shut up. Tune these motherfuckers out, man. When people get bully tactics with you, whatever, tune it out. They're just miserable people. And not even tune it out, because tune it out is like, I was thinking about how to phrase that. Don't tune it out. Ignore it. Tune it out implies that it got to you somehow, in my head, in that definition. Like, I'm tuning it out. I'm, I'm going to be arrogant and tune it out. I'm not listening. Nose up in the air. No. I'm talking about the deliberate act of ignoring. Like... You know, I hear what you're saying, but I'm choosing not to pay attention to it. No arrogance, no ego attached to it. I'm just ignoring it. Oh, this is yours what you're saying. I've assessed it to be bully tactic. I assess it to be I assess it to be a bully tactic. I assess it to be just plain nonsense. So I'm going to ignore it. Right? very key very key in life to like know when to ignore bullshit you know so you know i've been thinking about that lately because you know i'm a busy man hallelujah you know what i mean i don't got time for like the petty squabbles of like you know somebody up on their fucking high horse wanting to lord over me with their stupid fucking um with their fucking stupid opinions on shit that has nothing to do with me, you know what I mean? Like some some officious uppity fucking security guard. Come over here, boy. Things like that, man. What are you doing over there, man? I got a thing to tell you, man. You got nothing to tell me, fool. Fuck off, right? Unless you're talking about your rock hard nipples, <laughs> sir, then uh, I don't want to hear it. Back the fuck up off me, player. Can I live? You know, And like I said, I'm a very busy guy and I got to know when to tune things out. What am I saying? I got to learn how to ignore things because I don't want to be arrogant and I'm tuning you out as if like, no, I heard what you said and I'm choosing to ignore it because it, it's just bullshit. So no, I'm going to let that ride. So, you know, I choose to ignore this bullshit when I hear it because guess what? Breaking news on Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Breaking news on Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Sponsored by Chesterfield. Put a smile in your smoke with Chesterfield. Smiling all the while with Chesterfield.
0: Put a smile in your smoke and then you give it a try. Light up a Chesterfield. They satisfy.
1: Chesterfield, voted number one, finest in tobacco, brings you... Breaking news on Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Our Righteous Mike. We got a venue. Hallelujah. Hustling. If you're new to the podcast, if you haven't been listening in a couple days or whatever, a couple episodes, I've been mentioning my trials and tribulations trying to find a venue to book the stand-up show I host here in dear old Toronto, Our Righteous Mike, I finally got one, a beautiful one. It's this, like, it's in a restaurant, uh, Cranberries Restaurant, 601 Parliament Street, Cabbage Town, Toronto. And it's this quaint little restaurant, you know, they specialize in a lot of, um, you know, cuisine, you know, a lot of fish, a lot of, um, you know, I can't speak on the menu, I'll save that for another time because I don't really quite know their menu, other than that they're they're very um, fine dining orientated, right? But anyways, they have a side room, room six oh one, and it's this quaint little fucking offshoot room. It's um, perfect for stand up comedy. It's probably like uh, I don't know what would I say it is. It's probably like forty feet by twelve feet wide, forty foot by twelve foot. Perfect for like a stand-up, 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 stand-up. <clears throat> I'm on fucking like a repeat mode here. Stand-up comedy room. And it's perfect. And I, I was walking by and I checked it out. And I saw that, hey, they, they host events. They rent for events. I'm like, ah, let me go in there and give them a try. As I mentioned a couple episodes ago. And I, I went and I talked to the lady and boom. We're booked. Our Righteous Mike. April 4th. Cranberry's Restaurant. 601 Parliament Street. Details. On the podcast website here, jonathan ramtrancom forward slash shows. You can get the information if you want to go. Follow us on Facebook at Our Righteous Mike on Facebook. So yes, we're going, and um, you know, that's what I'm talking about when it's like, I don't got time for the nonsense. I have to just straight up ignore it. I don't got time. I don't got. I don't got the time. For one more fucked up, stupid, pissy, moronic person in my fucking life. I got no place for it. If you're a fucking idiot, there's the door. If you got complaints for no fucking reason, there's the door. If you want to babble at me incessantly for no goddamn fucking common sense reason, there's the ledge. Jump off of it. You know, it's just like, I've been, a, I've been through a lifetime of shitty people. I've been a shitty person in my drinking days. I don't got no more time or patience for shit. You know? If you want to sexually harass me about your hard nipples, feel free. Other than that, keep your goddamn mouth shut when it comes to me. All right? Please. <laughs> and uh, that's what I'm saying. I got no time because, like, good things. Our righteous Mike. Hallelujah. You know? So that's coming up here on the podcast. Uh, no, not in real life. We're getting out of the digital sphere and we're going into the real world. We're breaking through. We're coming through the microphone. And uh, yeah, very excited about that. Um, that's, that's a happy, harmonious thing that I got going. Um, also looking into um, some, some acting stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, I mentioned a couple... I think it was like episode 60, The Acting Class. If you want to check out episode 60, The Acting Class. That was a very good episode if you want to hear about um, acting from my perspective in depth. I talk about acting quite in depth in that episode. The, the Acting Class, episode 60 of Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. And I speak about acting quite in depth, I feel, and... Um, some of the acting classes I was taking. And, um, yeah, I got um, an email recently from uh, one of the acting teachers I've had in Toronto here. And uh, she's like, oh yeah, I haven't seen you in class lately. What's up? Uh, And, um, it's an opportunity to go and, you know, work on my chops, network with people, you know, to play, just to play, right? So, I don't know, I'm thinking I might take it up, you know. uh, It'll be fun, something to do. So I'm definitely considering that. Um, That's coming up in the next week. Also, I'm looking into some uh, producing studies. Yes, there's a couple film courses on how to, um, you know, produce shows, produce film. So I'm thinking about taking some classes on that i put put in okay
0: I put
1: in, I put in uh, a request for some information on some uh, film production courses. so that'll be fun. that'll be something different. And it's all from you know the perspective of taking no bullshit, you know like as I mentioned earlier, when people try to bully you bully tactic you when people try to impose upon you with just complete nonsensical bullshit nonsense you got to ignore it because it it depletes your energy there's nothing worse than a fucking energy vampire I want to suck your blood you know get up in your fucking face and suck you dry with their fucking nonsense man do not do not pay attention positive reinforcement all the time And, um, there's no time for it. And, you know, because what happens if you do put into that energy, you start to slip up. Like, for example, why do you think I ate a fucking bag of Maltesers last night? Just because I'm a stupid idiot with no, because I'm a stupid idiot? Well, yes, I am stupid, but like, not because I'm a stupid idiot. I ate it because I was stressed. I was stressed because you know um I'm just off of the wave of dealing with that uh
0: you know man over here things like that man and boy you did you, you mop the floor did you go
1: to the, I'm the security guard like the, the fucking security guard I'm off of the wave of dealing with him, I was taking his bullshit, taking and taking his bullshit as diplomatically as I could because I'm not a punk ass bitch, I'm not just gonna go crying to the cops every time I need something, right. Like, I I tried to talk to the man. I tried to, like I told you, unreasonable people, they're just unreasonable. So after a while, it's water off a duck's ass. You just can't be engaged with their bullshit because it's a never-ending loop. So, like, I tried to deal with this fool as much as I could. He, uh, He just wasn't getting the picture. Like, I told him straight, like, look. This is none of your business what I'm doing. I have my orders from my boss. My boss is happy with me. You are just interfering with me for whatever reason is in your head. It's not even based in any reality. You're just a fucking idiot, basically is what I told him. Not in so much words, but that's what I told him. Basically, I have my orders and you're basically interfering with them.
0: No man, but the ting's about that man I, mean, the mama, the blue.
1: I dealt with him for like a week or so. To the, to the point when I was very stressed. Very stressed. Because, you know, I'm like a bird. I gotta fly. And uh, I'm like Nelly Furtado. I'm like fucking, oh my God, Lenny Kravitz. That song just got to me the other day. Uh, Get away.
0: Oh. I want to get away, I want to fly away, yeah, yeah, I got to get away! I wish that I could fly into the sky so very high, just like a dragonfly. I fly above the trees and all degrees above the seas. To any place I please. Oh, oh, yeah. I want to get away. I wanna fly away, yeah, yeah. I gotta get away. Let's fade into the sun. Let your spirit fly where we are one, just for a little fun.
1: I love that line. It's just such a simple song, but it's such an uplifting song. And like I, that song came out in what, like nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, or something. I've heard that song so many times, and it's just like it never. It's a cool song, right? You know, it's it's a fun, uplifting riff off the, off the top. You know, I can't really sing it, but you know the riff, right? If you can hear it in your head. And then um, there's that funky little bass line in there too, with the wah pedal, and and then. You know, you've heard the song so many times, it's just like, okay, whatever, it's a cool song. But, like, I was listening to it at work the other day, and it's just, like, it's such an uplifting song, and I love that line, um, you know, let's fade into the sun, let your spirit fly where we are one, just for a little fun. Like, that's so simple and beautiful. Like, you know, it's, you know, you want to fade off into into nature let your spirit fly where we are one just for a little fun just for a little fun that that's what got me cuz that's the last that's the last line he's that's the last line in the verse and then after that the rest of the song is just the hook
0: i want to get away i want to get away yeah
1: that part that's the rest of the song basically right those are the last words he said, just for a little fun. And that's what it's about, just for a little fun. Just for a little fucking fun. For God's sakes, every time you see a miserable person, every time you see nonsense bully tactics, you, uh, part of me cries out for these fools because they're trapped in their own dimension of shit and what they're really trying to do is get a little fun. Isn't that what we want? Let's fade into the sun, let your spirit fly, where we are one, just for a little fun. Just for a little fucking fun. Drop the bullshit, drop the bureaucracy, drop the fucking, fucking walls, man. Just for a little fun. Ah. Yeah, it's a good song. Anyway, um, uh... I don't know, it kind of moved me there, but what what was I really saying? <laughs> what was I saying at all? Um, yeah, like, uh, basically, yeah, that's basically what I was saying. And um, listening to that song, let your spear flying, we're weird ones for a little fun. Uh, yeah, I guess I talked about that because it just really moved me this past week because... I heard that song on the radio while I was at work. It just fucking really, it really lit me up. It was like for the first time, after all the times I've heard that song, it was the first time I heard it and really kind of got it. You know, what a great song it is. Simple. uh, Just real straightforward lyrics. I like that sometimes in music when it's like, quit with the fucking poetic horse shit and just tell me what the fuck you're, you're really doing. You know, tell me what you just hit hit me with the fucking real shit. What is it? Just tell me what is it. Just for a little fun. Anyway. Um but uh Yeah, that's what I'm trying to talk about with um the bully shit because um you know, oh yes, now now I get it. <laughs> I got it. So Yes, like um, all that shit I was dealing with, dealing with with the security guard. It, It's all about blocking out the ignorance, blocking out the bullshit, ignoring it. Because, you know, I ate a bag of Maltesers. <laughs> Why do you think I ate a bag of Maltesers? You know? Just because, oh, I'm a fucking undisciplined idiot. No, I ate a bag of Maltesers because I was fucking stressed. Like I said, I hit that fucking end of the curve with that fucking idiot. He was stressing me out. I was listening to my Lenny Kravitz, doing everything I fucking could to keep this asshole out of my brain. Then I got to the point where I'm like, yo, I have to take it to my boss. So I took it to my boss. I'm like, hey, I'm getting bullied by this security guard. They put the hammer down. They sent in the big guns. They sent in his boss to talk to him. And then, you know, he basically shut the fuck up. Why? Why? Because I was right, so then, um, not that I need to be right or want to be right, but when you're right, you're right, you know, fuck off, so then you know, he got off my back, but I was still on the wave of that because, um, yesterday I was at work, and I saw this fool, right, and you know, oh, just seeing his stupid face and being around that negative energy, just oh, you know, and then then all of a sudden that word malteser popped into my mind and I'm like, you know, stressed at work and I'm thinking about Maltesers, right? So then I go after work to Dollarama, buy a bag of Maltesers, eat them. And then it's just like, okay, well, why am I doing this? That's like a negative thing. Like, that's not good for you to eat a bag of Maltesers. I felt like shit afterwards. I felt really gross. You know what I mean? Like, just unhealthy. Like, you know, when you get bloated and you you ate too much and you just feel like you can really harm yourself with overeating and eating negatively, neg- negative, bad karma food. You know, like a bag of Maltesers. teasers. Come on. So then I worked out and I felt better. And this morning I feel pretty good. And I'm gonna fast through the day to kind of offset all that sugar intake. And uh, but you know that's 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 the risk you run when you come up against negative energy consistently from like bullies or anybody. And that's why you have to block it out. It's so important to your mental space. For me, it is. It's everything. Because, you know, it's a naive... It's a, you know, it's naive to think that people aren't going to fuck with you for no fucking reason. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate, you know. Like, um, like I've mentioned on the podcast before, I'm a cynic. I'm really working on that this year. That's like the main thing in my mind this year for me to work on. Two things. I want to work on my over-defensiveness because I get defensive. I mean, obviously you can tell. (laughs) I get a little defensive when people run their shit at me when I don't want to hear it or if I feel like it's not for me to listen to. I really don't want to hear it. People's bullshit when they come down on me with their horse shit. And also, um, my... uh, my my predilection my inclination towards cynicism you know the belief that people are motivated by self interest that's the de- that's the definition of cynicism the belief that people are motivated by self interest and it really i got to really work on that because it's like i don't got the patience not not that i don't have patience i have patience but i don't have I'm very judgmental. When when I'm feeling someone's being cynical to me, when I feel self-interest, egotism, bullshit, bully tactic, negativity, horseshit, when I'm feeling that vibe off of a person, it's like the wall has gone up. I don't want anything to do with you. Get away from me. And I make that judgment very quickly. And it's like, it's a judgment. And it, it causes stress and all that stuff. And it's like, Fucking like Lenny says, I just want to get away. I want to fly away. I want to block that shit out. And, um, you know, that's what I'm working on. Keeping the positivity, keeping healthy. You know what I mean? So, Hmm. because I was starting to notice, like, yeah, I'm getting stressed out with all this ignorance and shit, and now I'm eating Maltesers. I'm like, no, I can't be doing that. I need to get back to making time for what's important to me. Because, you know, yeah, I was stressed out and, you know, I made some bad dietary choices. And then I started to notice I was getting kind of unmotivated towards the things that I that I like doing. Like playing bass guitar, working on my comedy and stuff like that. And I was feeling the pressures of, like, also, um, like, uh, producing the show Our Righteous Mike. Um, it's just been such a rocky road um, getting to getting the producing of the show going, getting it done. Like, even when I went to go and um, have the interview with the venue manager for the uh, for the new venue, the fucking alcoholics that were, fuck you, buddy, like the stupid alcoholic moron, um, disruptive patrons. That were at um, the first two shows of Our Righteous Mike, like the bar flies that they were, middle of the day, they're sitting at the bar at the, at the new venue. And, like, you know, these are just loser drunks that unfortunately um, occupy many different bars in the area. So it's not like I have to worry about them. Plus, it's a separate room, it's a paid show. So it's like I'll just throw their ass out if they even showed up. But just to see their dumb faces again, you know what I mean? Um, when I'm, when I'm going for the interview for the new venue, just to see their dumbass faces, like sitting at the bar and then the stress of like, you know, just basic stress of when you're working on your shit, when you're working on your grind and it gets a little bit, uh, tedious and, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? There's a lot ahead of me in my career that I got to learn how to balance, you know? I'm going to be a janitor for a bit. I'm going to be working at my gigs. I'm just going to be going forward and going forward with the gigs. And there's going to be stress. And there's going to be things that come. There's going to be ignorance and negativity. And i got to learn how to balance this no matter what the pay is. If I'm getting paid a million dollars, if I'm getting paid peanuts, which I like. I like peanuts. As I told you before, my buddies are the squirrels pigeons, fucking sparrows. Like, I'm, I'm friends with the birds, the sparrows, the pigeons, the seagulls. You know, I'm friends with the animals, man. I eat what they eat. They like peanuts and nuts. I like peanuts and nuts, right? So you could pay me peanuts. You can pay me boatloads. Like, what fucking difference does it make? I got to stay focused, humble, grounded, and make time for the important things the important things like you know what i love playing bass guitar it's something that's just in me to want to continue doing i got to find the time for that because i've been getting sidetracked sometimes i come home from work and i'm just tired and i just you know i punk off the night you know i do some half-assed whatever you know blah 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 you know i don't i don't reach my full potential i don't put in the time on some of the things that i that i cherish Because, you know, I'm bogged down with the bullshit monotony. I let it bog me down, rather. Where you gotta have that mental power to push through. Even when you're just at your most, uh, you know, dejected, tired, you know, depleted. When when you're at that place where you just want to chill the fuck out and go on a Netflix binge. You gotta fucking pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Get on up. And, uh, you know, like, fight through. Fight through to work on the things that are important to you. Take time for the things that are important to you. Right? And um, that's what I'm doing every day. You know what I mean? Trying to. Because otherwise, you just become a bureaucratic fuck. You know? Concerned with the petty squabbles of your fucking day-to-day, nine-to-five horseshit realm. That's meaningless to begin with. (laughs) Not to, you know, subjugate. Is that the word? Not to, uh, you know, blanket statement what people do. I don't fucking know. But, you know, you know, you got to be one with the squirrels is what I'm saying. You know, you got to be one with those little motherfuckers. Look at a squirrel. They just get their shit done on time. No complaints. Running around, eating a couple squirrel fucking peanuts. That's all you can ask for in life, right? That's all I can ever ask for in life. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran, Reporting live for duty on this magnificent March 29th in the year of our Lord, 2019. Hey, we're just going to be one with the squirrels. If you have any questions, queries, or qualms, hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Send them in. I don't fucking know. You got something to say? Let's hear it. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com Our Righteous Mike. Coming at you live. April 4th. Cranberries Restaurant. 601 Parliament Street. Toronto, Ontario. You can catch us on Facebook at Our Righteous Mike. Or you can check us out on my website Jonathan-RamTran.com forward slash shows. Until next time, you live it, you love it, you realize it. Alright? Peace.